0: you or someone in your family is self-employed on a part or full-time basis and looking for excellent health insurance at an affordable price, the show is for you. I am super excited to be joined by a special guest, Tom Morrissey. He's the founder of Healthy Business Group, HBG. And as you'll hear in today's interview, Tom has nearly four decades of experience in the health insurance industry. He's committed to empowering individuals with more choices and flexibility in coverage. HBG helps small to mid-sized companies offer benefits traditionally only accessible to large corporations. Plus, their flagship product, which is called HBG Solo, is a unique health benefit designed for the smallest businesses like sole proprietors, solopreneurs, and freelancers. It gives comprehensive medical coverage within the nation's largest PPO network while helping solo business owners save anywhere from 20% up to 50% compared to traditional options. So I'm super excited to explore everything that self-employed people need to know about health insurance. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the Money Girl podcast. I'm Laura Adams, an award-winning author who's been bringing you personal finance tips every week since 2008 with over 41 million downloads. I'm also a money speaker and work with select brands doing on-camera and writing work as a financial spokesperson and consumer advocate. Please reach out if you wanna collaborate for a future speaking event or PR campaign. As always, you can reach me using my contact page at lauradadams.com. That's also where you can learn more about my work, books, and money courses. You can also leave me a message, a show topic, or a money question by calling 302 302- Three six four zero three zero eight. In my interview with Tom today, we talk about tips for individuals and families to afford health insurance as costs continue rising. We talk about why they're rising. We give options for the self-employed to purchase affordable, quality health insurance. We talk about why having a health plan is an essential part of a healthy financial life and when you should shop for health insurance, that's really important, and tips for comparing plans. We talk about how to qualify for an HBG solo health plan. We talk about what to do if you earn too much to qualify for an ACA marketplace subsidy. We cover some of the benefits of pairing an HSA with a qualified health plan and ways to get more savings out of your health plan each year. We cover how to get a 13-month health plan for extra savings and a lot more. So I won't keep you waiting. Here is my interview with Tom Morrissey. Tom, welcome to the Money Girl podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Laura. I want to thank you for asking me to join you today on Money Girl. At Healthy Business Group, we're, we're big on money, girl, uh, and we're actually big on your book as well. So thanks for having us. I think our our interests are aligned in helping solopreneurs. solopreneurs.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate that. I want to just start out with your founder story. I'm curious about how, when, and why sure. you started this business.
1: Okay. Well, I started a Healthy Business Group 13 years ago. We're in our 13th year. I spent my, the first, let's call it two thirds of my career to date at Cigna, one company, 25 years, started in 1985. And what I did for them is I was in sales in the middle market and large national account space. And a great run. I I did a lot of great work with a lot of large employers, but I left out of frustration primarily. Uh, I was frustrated really that the smaller, end of the market, the small employer, the middle market employer, wasn't given access to the tools and solutions and cost-cutting capabilities that the national accounts had access to. So we left uh, Cigna, uh, a crew, left Cigna to start Healthy Business Group, uh, really to put the tools in the hands of the people that need it most. And to us, that was the smaller employer
0: love that. Let's step back a minute and just say why healthcare is so important in the first place. You know, if somebody is out there thinking, well, I don't really need health insurance because I'm healthy and I haven't had any issues so far. You know, what are the reasons that they they really need to rethink that?
1: Well, you know, there's a there's news just today and I know this won't air for a week or so, but uh, I don't know if you heard the story of Mary Lou Retton. Uh, why do you need health insurance? Well, here we have an Olympic gold medalist who, believe it or not, for whatever reason, didn't have health insurance. And she developed a serious case of pneumonia recently. And, uh, you know, life-threatening issue. Uh, the family had to get up a GoFundMe page, which, and they've done extremely well on that. But you can't really plan to crowdfund your health care. Uh, so the healthiest of people, I would say, it really doesn't matter how healthy you are. It's great if you are healthy, but you've got to have that peace of mind sleep insurance that if something were to happen, an accident, just an unforeseen circumstance, you need to have coverage because some of these claims now, I'm not saying the Mary Lou Retton situation is a multimillion dollar claim, but that'll cost quite a bit of money. And just not having that insurance has stressed out a lot of people, her family, It's all over the place in terms of debating, you know, how can that happen? How can somebody of her import not have health insurance? So I'm a big believer, frankly, in the lowest cost health insurance you can buy. And we'll talk a little bit more about that and affordability and making sure you're well suited, depend on where you are and what place you're in at the time.
0: Yeah, I mean especially if you're healthy, you do have to think I could be in a car accident, I could have some something happen, you know, your appendix can burst out of nowhere. That ha- that happened to my husband last year and I think the bill ended up being, you know, $15,000 after um looking at the, all of the retail. Sure. Of course we had insurance to cover the majority of it, but even that quick overnight stay in the hospital for a very routine surgery could be tens yeah. of thousands of dollars. And we're talking hundreds of thousands if you have a chronic uh, illness like sure. cancer that requires yeah. ongoing care. So, you know, the bottom line is healthcare is expensive. And if you're not protecting yourself with insurance, you're really leaving yourself very vulnerable mm-hmm. um, to I mean, even bankruptcy. Sure. Uh, is, uh, you know, medical bills are a common reason for bankruptcy these right. days.
1: I like to yeah. say, you know, insurance. Is boring. It kind of stinks that we even have to talk about it, but it is a necessity. Uh, I've been doing it all my life. And, uh, you know, it is important to be properly insured. Let's not, you can't skimp on that.
0: What about people who are self-employed? You've really gotten into that niche. What are some of the challenges self-employed people are facing these days when it comes to getting coverage?
1: That's a great question. And really, the reason we started uh, uh, Solo Group Health Collective. Solo is a health plan for sole proprietors, solopreneurs, freelancers, gig workers, and so on. These are the folks that have the least amount of access to the system. You know, if you're lucky enough to be employed by a large employer, even a small employer, you know, you kind of end up taking it for granted that you have benefits. But the options for the sole proprietors of the world or the country anyway uh, are slim mostly exchange- most of these folks are on exchanges or some other individual health insurance plan where we felt the most underserved of that whole population are the healthy solopreneurs those that are healthy are really paying into larger pools of people that include a lot of unhealthy people. And by design, we created Solo to to combat that and to create a place where healthy sole proprietors could come and join a like-minded group of people like them to uh, pay less in health insurance costs. And I'm sure we'll get into the rising cost of care and all that stuff that I can cover that later.
0: Yeah, let's get into that. You mentioned sure. the rising cost of care and I just saw, uh, recent news about, you know, we've just seen a huge jump in, sure. in prices this year. In fact, you know, it just seems to get worse and worse every year. Um, what do we do? What are some tips to actually protect ourselves from those rising costs of not only healthcare but but insurance?
1: Sure, let me talk a little bit first about the rising costs and and really what's happening in the country in terms of healthcare. You know, again, I've been at it all my life or all my adult career life, anyway. Uh, I've you know, in preparation for this interview, I, I've looked at some statistics, right? So Kaiser Family Foundation is a great place to go, independent resource. And as you said, there's news breaking just this week about the rising cost of care. In fact, large employers and employer surveys, the Kaiser Family Foundation is saying that the larger employers are reporting that the cost for family coverage of employer-sponsored health care has risen to just under $24,000 a year. You asked earlier about you know, how solopreneurs fit into this. The options for them are not as great. And for the most part, they're going to end up paying more than that because they are part of larger, larger pools of less healthy people. Further to that discussion is the ACA exchanges. They are forecasting anywhere from 2 to 10% increases for January 1, where the median is going to be 6%. That's being said, we've already encountered folks who have gotten their renewals who are talking about 20 and 25% increases. So two to 10 is the average, six being the, the real average, but they're, they're not really talking about those that are getting bumped even higher. And just, just one more fact, I, I, I really want your listeners to understand what is truly driving healthcare cost increases. So we talked about premiums going up, but not really the why as to you know what causes that. And a lot of it has to do you could you can blame the insurance companies for their egregious profit levels. If you think about Blue Cross, United Healthcare, Cigna, Aetna, you know they make a lot of money on the backs of of consumers. But that being said, the real problem lies in the health of the country's population. It's it's in us. You know, the facts are, the Kaiser Family Foundation, again, two-thirds of the country is overweight, but more important is 34% of the country is obese. That is up from 2011 at 28% obesity rates. The cost of care for the obese population compared to the healthy population, in 2021, Kaiser Family Foundation says that the obese population cost rounding Uh, up a little, $12,700 per person. Whereas the healthy person who is not obese costs $4,700. That is 2.6 times more expensive for the obese population. Now, what's happening is, especially to your audience and and your listeners who might be in the exchanges, they're in exchanges that cannot carve out pre-existing condition limitations. They take-all comers. So it's safe to say that 34% of the population in these exchanges are obese and cost of claims being 2.67 times higher than that, where what we've created with HPG Solo is a collective where the, the prospective member, your listener, is not buying individual health insurance on the exchange. They are taking advantage of themselves being a solopreneur Again, sole proprietor, freelancer, gig worker, uh, side hustler, as you like to call them in your book, at a couple different jobs and not being given health insurance. They're limited in what they can buy, but we've developed and devised a totally legitimate and legal way to set up a, a group insurance program called SOLO, where we can ask health questions of these folks and have minimum qualifications being that the people are healthy as they come into the plan. Now, the plan will pay in full for everybody that's in the plan, but we aren't, we're not We're asking these medical questions so that we can bring in most of the people that don't have these health issues that are causing all the claims. So we're banding together like-minded, healthy individuals who prerequisite have an employer identification number and are sole proprietors. We're bringing their, them in, they're bringing their families in, and they're saving a lot of money. The way they save money, we off, I often get the question, you know, how, it's too good to be true. How can I save 50% on my health insurance? And the truth of the matter is, it's math, it's simple math. It's what I just explained, where an obese person costs a plan $12,000 per year or more, where a healthier person is $4,100. And if you just do the math, if you take three people, because it's one third obese, if you take one obese person and two healthy weight people, and pull them together. That's going to be about twenty-one thousand dollars in claims if you use those averages. Whereas three people that are healthy come in at well under that. It's a fifty-six percent difference. That's how we save premium. It's not you know pie in the sky. It's it's based on the actual experience expected in our group because we're bringing in again like-minded solopreneurs.
0: So, Tom, if I am working at a big employer and let's say I maybe I get terminated or I decide to leave, I want to go out on my own, I want to be self-employed, what are my options? Where should I even start? I know COBRA might be an option if I'm working for a larger company but it can be quite expensive and it might only last for 18 months. At some point, I'm going to need to move beyond that. What are the next steps? How should I be thinking about shopping and comparing options?
1: Great question. And I agree with you. Cobra is a great uh, way to go, but it is expensive. It really reveals what the employer is actually paying for your cost because you're going to be charged in full for what they're covering, not just what you're paying as a payroll deduction. So Cobra's great as long as it lasts and then you're, you know, you need to look again. So, you know, the ACA exchanges are a perfect spot. You can go through Health Sherpa, you can go straight to your state exchange to learn whether or not as you come off your employer plan, you are eligible for a subsidy and if the ACA plan has rates that you can afford. There are 14 million plus people in these exchanges. They're fine quality plans, for the most part, very comprehensive. The exchanges are a good place to go, but ninety percent of the people that are in the exchanges are in the exchanges getting subsidies to help them cover the cost of the care, because those plans are expensive, and it's the subsidies that drives the enrollment. So only ten percent of people that are in the exchanges right now are not getting subsidies, and those folks probably have other options, because it's the really, like I said, it's the subsidy that really makes it competitive. The the alternative being one of them is solo group health collective. You know, if you were to go to hbgsolo.com, you'll quickly find out what your rate is uh, to become a a member of the the captive insurance company. Uh, It takes just seconds to get that rate. You go through a medical questionnaire after getting the rate to see if you're accepted, and then you're in. And it's more than likely that if you are accepted. If you can get through the health questionnaire, which is fairly basic, uh, we expect about 70% of applicants will be accepted. It's reasonable for me to say that you're going to be, even though you're coming off an employer plan where you really aren't seeing the total cost, the cost of that care is most likely well below what your COBRA cost would be and well below what your full cost would be on the exchanges without a subsidy.
0: Yeah. So when's the right time to do that? You know, when's the right time to think about shopping and comparing your options? Maybe you've had a life event, like you lost a job or made a big change and, and you know, that may spur you to go out and shop. But what about um, just routinely from year to year? Um, we know open enrollment begins November 1st. Um, That's going to run through January 15, but you do have to get your plan in place by December 15 if you want it to begin on January 1st. So there is this window of time each year that everybody has to shop. Do you think that's the best time or would you encourage people to look at HBG Solo during other times of the year?
1: You know, the fact that we're airing this podcast on November 1st, the kickoff of Open Enrollment, is no coincidence, right? It's, it is timely uh, and it's strategic so that people do understand through your podcast what's out there. As of this airing November 1st, now is the time to get online and start looking. I, we'd love for you to stop at hbgsolo.com just to get your rate. If you are eligible, having gone through the questions, there's a quick mechanism you click a button. Hold your rate button. You may not even know what your ACA rates are if you're in the ACA exchange now. You may not know what those rates are yet. You should by now by November one. But if you don't, you've you've got to find out what those rates are going to be. But you can hold your rates with us and see what see what the options are. If you depending upon what your ACA renewal is compared to what you could have our coverage for, that's that's going to be part of your buying decision. Health Sherpa. Uh, if if you go to HPG solo and are rejected because of the health questionnaire, a couple things should happen. One, I would encourage you if you are relatively healthy, but may have answered that maybe you're on a prescription that is one of the 36 prescriptions we ask about. If If you're relatively healthy, there's an opportunity for you to get in touch with our support team and talk to them about what you would need to do to see if we could have special underwriting on you to get you into the plan. So the, the medical questions we are asking are re- basically a, a gate, but it's, it's not the be all end all. Uh, we do accept uh, with listening to people's stories, you know, we're asking information about five years ago. You might have been on a drug four years ago and you might be perfectly healthy now and we're perfectly willing to listen to that to get you on and you know if you're not we have a we have another division of our company called get healthy that's healthy with two e's gethealthy.com there's plenty of plans on there so it's again you can go to hbg solo you can get go to get healthy you can google a broker in your area to help you get a plan you can go on the ac exchanges so there's lots of opportunity but i would tell you the first stop if you want to save money as a solopreneur is healthy you're more than likely going to save a lot of money with us.
0: Yeah, it all comes down to comparing your options. If you're not shopping, you're not comparing all your options, you might be leaving a lot of money on the table. And, you know, you as a consumer, this is our best defense as consumers, right? It's shopping, it's comparing. Um, So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain um, by just getting some information, getting quotes, seeing what is an option. Then when you have all that information, you can make an informed decision. So Tom, if I start that process, what can I expect? What, you know, how long does it typically take? What does that uh, whole, you know, application process look like?
1: Well, with us it's very quick. I, as I've mentioned, it takes about 5 minutes or less to get through to the point where you're making a buying decision on your plan. And again, you can hold your rate while you explore other options. You'll get an email from us that does require an email address or just screenshot your rates and Uh, you know, keep looking around until you've, you're ready to buy. Once you're ready to buy again, it's nothing. It's like, you're going online to buy something on Amazon. Uh, You're, you're putting in a credit card, getting your plan. You're, you're going to be given the contractual documents that make uh, it, you know, all legit and legal. Um, And that's about it. You're, it's a very quick process. I th- I think what people want to do is their homework. That should take longer than buying the insurance itself. You should definitely explore your options as you said, as you said earlier.
0: Tom, as an expert in this industry, you you've been in healthcare a long time. What do you think are some kind of just tips that entrepreneurs should follow to make sure they're saving money and they're getting the best coverage? for the money that they put into healthcare, I mean, as you said, we all hope we never have to use our health insurance. Right. But the reality is, you know, as we live our lives and get older, we're, we're going to need it. So we want to make sure we're getting the most for our money. What are maybe some tips that you think people are overlooking when it comes to making this, this, you know, specific purchase?
1: Well, one thing is for certain, I would strongly suggest That folks if they're if they're taking on solo or even if it's another high deductible type of a plan that with the with solo the $2,500 and $5,000 deductible plans are HSA compatible I would strongly suggest that if you're saving the average savings on solo is $420 a month or $5,000 a year if you're saving that kind of money uh, coming off an exchange or other some other plan I would suggest that you put a good portion of your savings into a health savings account. It's got, as you know, because you've, you've written about it and I know you've spoken about it on money girl. You've got what triple tax advantage on that, right? So that's a great way to save money. It's also, if you're not for solo and you are looking at the exchanges, a health savings account's another way to lower your income to achieve your subsidy. So but those are just two things that come to mind, Laura, on uh, you know what people should do and what they should take the time to do. But a health savings account is just a brilliant way to save for the future. And by accumulating money in a health savings account, you're really paying for a future deductible, right? So if you have a $5,000 deductible and you're putting in $2,500 a year into your HSA, and for the most part, you're just using the plan for preventive care, which is all covered in full. You know, you're raising money, you're you're accumulating savings in that account for that rainy day fund. When you do need to fund your deductible, it can come right out of there.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned the HSA because I don't think you can put too much money in an HSA, right? And even if you don't need to use it, that money kind of turns into like a retirement account. Um, yeah. Once you're over 65, it, it's uh, you know, something that you can take. Yes, you're going to have to pay um, you know tax on any expenses that are not qualified or any costs that are not qualified, but you're not going to be penalized for using that money. There is no, no penalty there. So right. it really is a very flexible account. Um, and yes, if you're a good candidate for a high deductible plan, oh my gosh, by all means, um, you should be maxing out an HSA every year. And we're going to see a little bit of a bump in those contribution limits for next year, so mm-hmm. which is good news for savers. I always love to see that. Um, yeah, so definitely look into the HSA if you've got that HSA qualified plan, there's no reason not to have your HSA kind of as a companion, uh, you know, opportunity to save money and reduce taxes at the same time.
1: Absolutely. That's what I could think of. I'm wondering if you have any more little suggestions, tips for folks to consider. I'm sure you do. You know, I'm not interviewing you, but... (laughs) Take it away.
0: You know, one thing I always tell people, especially at this time of year, as we get toward the end of the year, look at, have you maxed out your deductible? Have you used that, you know, if you're at the point where you've fulfilled your deductible? you want to start using that plan, start making some appointments and and getting some preventive care done before the end of the year. Everything that you can squeeze in before December 31st is going to be extra that the insurance company is going to pay for you. Um, Now, you can't overdo that. You can't, you know, a lot of times there's limits on how many, let's say, um, you know, appointments you can make, particularly like going to the dentist or uh, maybe physical therapy might put A limit on a number of appointments, but you know, in a lot of cases, people kind of forget that they have maxed out the deductible and could be getting you know squeezing a little bit more out of their plan by the end of the year.
1: Absolutely, and it brings to mind one more thing. Uh, You know, there are a lot of people that are uninsured today, and if hopefully with this podcast you learned that you should get insurance. If you were to join HPG Solo by the fifteenth of November for December first. We have a special arrangement with a with a 13 month plan year where your plan would be effective December 1st and your rates and your deductible are all all the way through the year 24. So rates rates stay the same 13 month rate and a 13 month deductible. and if you do the math on that deductible, that deductible has eight percent more power uh, over the course of 13 months than it does over 12. Not to confuse things, but, uh, you know, anyone uninsured, I like your point about getting care done if you're through your deductible and get it done while the plan pays 100%. But if you're uninsured, you can take that approach as well.
0: Tom, if folks are thinking that they really don't understand how the pricing works or they're just looking for more resources to understand HBG solo, where should they go?
1: Coincidental with the launch today, November 1 of the podcast, we are also up on our website is a special tab for Money Girl podcast listeners where there'll be talking points. I go through a little bit more on the obesity epidemic and how saving 50% is possible when you join a group of like-minded, healthy people because you don't have the claims in in the group that warrant such high rates. So there'll be some supportive information. And as I said earlier, we, our service team and myself personally, we available to talk to any listeners. So just know that uh, there'll be some supporting documentation on HPG Solo uh, at the same time that the podcast is airing.
0: Tom, as we wrap up, is there anything else you want to make sure that listeners um, know about?
1: I think the th- what I'd like to leave your listeners with is hopefully to uh, dispel some myths about coverage on the ACA. A lot of people think that they are completely locked in joining the ACA, and that's really not true. Uh, you can leave the ACA at any time and join our plan as an example. We don't have an open enrollment such as one one and all the way through. Now, if you leave the ACA without a life event, getting married, having a child, losing your insurance coverage, you know, a life event, a qualifying event, you can't get back into the ACA until the January of the following year. But you do have options. If you find out mid year you're overpaying for ACA because you didn't know about Solo, as an example, you can join Solo, get with the savings and reevaluate the following January. So we are completely flexible. It's, you're never locked in. You can join solo for January of 24. And if you didn't like it for whatever reason, that is a qualifying event. If you, if you decide to terminate your coverage with solo, you're losing your insurance from your business. That is a qualifying event. We supply a letter and we would go so far as our service team would help you get back onto the ACA exchange if that's what you want to do. So I think what the message is, is HPG Solo Health Collective is new. It's new and it's very innovative. This has really never been available to employers, to sole proprietors before, before this year, really, or last year, I should say. So it's new. We, we understand that. And what I just described is really a try it. You'll like it because if you don't like it, you can always get back to the exchange.
0: That's really great to for, for listeners to know, I think. And even if you're listening right now and you are employed and you've got insurance through work, maybe down the road you may become self-employed. Maybe down the road you're going to know somebody in your family who um, could benefit from this product. So I think this is really great information. Um, and again, the more information we have as consumers, the less we're going to pay, the better value we're going to get. So this is kind of like one more tool in the toolbox to make sure that you are really getting the best insurance for your money. I appreciate you creating this product, telling us about it. It's, um, as you said, quite innovative. Um, So thanks for bringing it to market.
1: You're welcome. And again, thank you for having me. And uh, I'm always available. You can go to hpgsolo.com and reach out to me. Uh, Any of your listeners that have questions, we are here to help. Thank you.
0: Thanks again to Tom for coming on the show and giving us a lot of great information about options for the self-employed to get the health insurance they need for not only a healthy physical life, but a healthy financial life. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin.